Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 Number one reason why your training doesn't work. Do as I say, not as I do. I wish those instructions actually worked, but they never do. Fact is, I train hard. I train smart. Most of the people I work with do the same, and I'm not shy about telling them that if they're taking shortcuts, they're only hurting themselves. But here's where it goes wrong. Wrong for them, but right for me, that is. I choose not to climb outside when the conditions aren't good. At 90 degrees Fahrenheit with 90% humidity, I'm going to stay in the gym every single time. That doesn't mean that it's right for you. More than likely, it isn't. Most of the people I work with have only been climbing seriously for a few years, and they all stand to gain a wealth of experience by grinding through the heat of a summer or suffering through snowy, freezing days. I've climbed thousands of routes outside in every condition imaginable. They've climbed 30 or 40 routes total. You cannot shortcut experience, and you don't get outdoor climbing experience in the gym. I see it over and over again. A climber trains hard all summer long, never touching rock until the prime season arrives. They go outside for one day and send me a frantic email on the way home. It didn't work. I fell on a 510. I can't believe it. I trained so hard, but I got weaker. It takes me a minimum of a few routes to get back into real rock mode. That's after thousands of routes of every style. Slabs, faces, steep caves, roofs, cracks, corners, roof cracks, offwits, chimneys, sport, trad, run out, scary head points, etc., etc. You've got 40 routes under your belt. Expect about four or five days at least before you get comfortable. And that's only if you've ever been comfortable to begin with and if those four or five days happen in the span of a couple of weeks. 40 routes on your all-time tick list and you only climb outside twice a month? Expect to spend half of your season getting comfortable. In fact, you shouldn't have a season. You should just go climbing every chance you get all year long. Put simply, the wider the base of your pyramid the less chance it has of toppling over. I know lots of 512 and even 513 climbers who skip the less than desirable days, and because they're climbing 512 or 513, it seems they've been successful anyway. Not so. It's not uncommon for those climbers to spend their first two or three attempts on a route just getting the jitters out. Let's say those two or three attempts take up a whole day, which isn't a stretch. Over the course of a season, even if you're the type that sits around most of the day, that's at least 10 to 12 attempts. That's five or six days of prime temps that you've wasted. Here are the facts. No amount of training will make you comfortable in a performance. Not for a job, not for a musical, not for climbing. You must spend time in the actual arena to become comfortable in that arena. There are no shortcuts. When it comes to finding the right zone, experience trumps training every time. 
You know that girl who never trains but always seems to outclimb you without even trying hard? The one you burn off in the gym and spray beta at because your ego demands you assert your dominance? You know why you don't see her in the gym on the weekends during the training season? It's because she's outside, getting experience. You're getting stronger, but she's getting better. God forbid she discovers training, your poor little ego wouldn't stand a chance. My name is Riley Resch. I am a Houston-based climber, which always sounds funny to say. As flat as we are. Um, I am pretty, I still consider myself new to climbing. I've been climbing actually less than three years, but uh, dove into it in November 2018. And I was just one of those that immediately got hooked, just fell in love with it. I was self-employed at the time. I am a junior high teacher now and have been basically climbing every day since. And I actually work part-time for Momentum indoor climbing and Katie. Um, I coach for them. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do. So that's kind of the context for my, my climbing. Yeah. I was really, you know, when we met in Houston, uh, at the silver street, where were you at silver street? No, we were at Katie. I think we were at Katie. Yeah. At the Katie gym for a workshop. I was really, smitten with your psych and your energy and and I just I loved it so much that you know when when I saw that you were a fan of the book and that you enjoyed the book and had posted about it and I thought about this project you were one of the first people I thought of to talk to because I know you're a reader I know you love books and you are one of the most psyched people about climbing so man that's an honor that's i have said that my long-term goal with climbing and i stand by this is that i want to love it forever so more than any more than like any grade or any project or anything i'm like i want to i am i'm super stoked on it and i i want to maintain that it's going strong for almost three years now so i'm like whatever i have to do to kind of protect that i i love this sport and i want to love it that much forever that's the goal that's great to hear because, you know, when I, when I was starting climbing and especially when I was really first talking about training and, you know, improving physically while climbing, there was a, there was kind of a gap between the people who were like, I climb because I love it. And the people who were saying, I, I love it too, but I want to train, you know, there was this weird gap there. So knowing that, that's such an important part of your climbing, but that you're also really interested in getting better at it um, and, and utilizing the resources that are out there to train is, is huge. I think it makes a, a big statement on where climbing has gotten to. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And just the amount of resources there are, I think um, I, so I'm, I'm very tall. I'm 5'11 barefoot. And so I grew up playing and I'm like, I'm pretty big. And so I grew up playing like basketball, a little bit of soccer, some volleyball, like all kind of power sports. There was never any uh, real grace or elegance involved, at least for me. You know, when it's like, you're the tallest girl on the team every time they're like, hey, just go like put a body on someone and get a shot up. Um, like, and so I 
that was kind of the relationship that I had with my body. And I, I also kind of just had a real, um, I don't, not indifferent relationship with sports, but I never connected with a sport as much as I really liked training for them, which is unusual Mm. thing in like a high school kid. But I kind of thrived on like, I liked the practices. I liked running. I liked off season training and getting in the actual games actually sometimes panicked me. Like I (laughs) (laughs) may or may not have been a little bit of a choke artist. Um, But when I got into climbing, it's so individualized and it's so much, it is so much fun. And it appealed to me because of that. It it was a totally different relationship than I've ever had with my body. Like I said, it's a very, um, it's, it's powerful, but it's a lot of grace. It's a lot of technique. It's a lot of learning to trust your body in a way that I didn't necessarily before. And you, you are, you do a lot of sport climbing in the gym. Um, and it's a lot of efficiency. Yeah. How efficient can you be? Yeah. So much training, so much efficiency. Mm. It feels like there's, I mean, I'm just at like the very tip of the iceberg. I've done one of your proven plans, which I loved. I'm actually probably going to do another one of those this summer. Awesome. But yeah, I, I mean, I just delight in the amount of things there are to learn. I see people doing all this stuff, all, all this different stuff training and I'm forever just like asking people questions and trying to figure out what they're doing. And yeah, I have fun with it. Well, it, it, it occurs to me that it makes sense then why this chapter was one that you were interested in this, the number one reason why your training doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it sort of is the, the getting into the game. Like you have to actually go into the game to learn how to play the game. You can't, you can't learn to play the game by practicing, you know, no. there, there is a difference there. Yeah. And I think for someone who, like you said, the, the stoke is, I think, my strength in climbing, but it can also be a bit of an Achilles heel in that I will get almost frustrated sometimes that, like, I want to be, you know, right. at this level, and mm-hmm. I'm just not quite there yet. And I had... That's uh, all of us, Riley. Oh, I know. I'm like, why can't I climb all these things? It's like, whoa, sister. But I, uh, there's a, a woman that climbs at our gym who she is in her fifties. Her name is Ola. She is like the epitome of poise on the wall. Mm. I think my biggest struggle in climbing, it's the part that I like the most probably, but is the mental side. It is hard for me to shut down my brain and not have it get in the way. And she's just one of those that she gets on the wall and she just looks calm like she was climbing we have a 13 c set in the gym right now and she was on it the other day and she just looks totally relaxed and um i guess like a couple months ago i was watching her climb after i coached and i told her climbing partner offhandedly i was like i just want to be as relaxed as ola is on the wall like it's just it's amazing to me and he kind of laughed and was like, yeah, you know, don't we all? But he looked at me and he was like, hey, Riley, Ola's been climbing for a really long time. And he was yeah. like, she's been on the wall for years more than you've even been climbing. And he was like, I don't mean that as an insult. It's just, you know, give yourself time and it's going to take reps. And just she's at home on the wall because she spent so much time on the wall. And it immediately made me think of this chapter. And that's 
stuck with me is kind of that you talk a lot about what, what sword do you need to sharpen? And mine is almost always patience. And so, yeah, (laughs) getting out there and getting, getting those reps and being like, okay, it's just going to take, it takes time to build up that experience. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes for, for every aspect of it, you know, um, you can use bouldering to train for sport climbing in the gym but you're not going to really improve at sport climbing in the gym unless you try sport climbing in the gym. And you can use sport climbing in the gym to train for climbing outdoors, uh, sport climbs, but that's going to be a different animal when you go out and actually do it. So, you know, regardless of how you're training, you still have to get in the game and spend time in the game and, and get nervous, get uncomfortable, work through those things in order to be able to find the place where you are comfortable, where you are feeling good. You know, it, it, there's really no substitute for that time. Yeah. It's been, um, been lucky that we have a crew. I mentioned Ola, but I mean, I could count off so many people, Um, You've got a great crew in Houston. That's, that's one of my, one of the things I told Sydney when we talked was that for, we've traveled a lot to gyms around the country and the Houston gyms have a crew of people that feels like a small town gym. Yes. Um, But it's a massive big city gym. Um, and that's a real accomplishment to be able to create that kind of community. Oh, and it's such a supportive community to come into. Cause like I said, I started November 2nd, 2018 and I came in like, I had never climbed ever at like total Gumby beginner. I'm sure every mm-hmm. dumb thing that you see people do the first time they walk in the gym, it was me like not that long ago. And we just have like a, a wealth of <clears throat> really, really experienced climbers who are willing to look at a beginner who wants to really respect the, the sport and go about it um, in a, a growth mindset kind of way, which is what I really hope to do with it. And just had so many people come alongside and kind of mentor. And that's been... I don't know that I would have pushed myself to get to that uncomfortable spot and to get those mm-hmm. reps in um, without a lot of people who've been climbing a lot longer than me and climbing a lot harder than me willing to stand there and be like, come on, let's, let's get on the wall. Let's get on this, you know, from initially those first few top rope routes to now when I'm outdoors, you know, I have a couple people that I go climb with that I trust who are so experienced to look at me and be like, you're going to get on this 12 and you're going to lead it and you're just going to try it. And if you fall, you're going to be just fine. And if you get scared, you're going to get used to it and kind of working through it and knowing that, you know, there's no way to get on, especially outdoor climbing. There's never going to be a day that I magically walk outdoors and just everything feels perfect all the time. And I just float stuff. It's, you got to get on and just get used to that uncomfortable feeling and be like, okay, this is how it feels. And that's okay. Absolutely. As a climber in Houston, um, you know, there's no, there's no outdoor climbing really readily available. So how do you give yourself 
leeway? How do you give your, how are you kind to yourself when you do get to go outside and, and it does feel clunky or uncomfortable or scary? Um, are there specific things that you do that help you through that place? I, if any of my climbing partners listen to this, I feel like <laughs> I'm going to make sure they all say, do. <laughs> the first say that sometimes I do much better at this than other times. Um, and, and I think we all do. I think yeah. that's a normal thing. I think that what I found is um, a just managing my expectations before I go to the crag mm. has been valuable. Where. Again, the Stoke is great, but I can get to Austin a few times a month usually. Um, and then we're pretty limited there. And then I'll, you know, so far I've gotten to take a, a really small handful of trips, like bigger, maybe higher quality crags. No offense to Rhymers in Austin. I do love it. It's my home <laughs> crag, but it is very short and a little sharp. Um but I think that, A, just reminding myself that, hey, I, I don't get out there very often. And so it, there is going to be some transition period. It's not going to translate just, you know, I may be feeling super strong in the gym and just giving myself permission and a reminder that, hey, it's still going to feel different when we go outside. Um, it's kind of mentally preparing some. Um, I think that really practically, I try to identify small wins. So when I have a day at the crag and I have plenty of them where I go out and I'm just not really sending anything or maybe not climbing quite like I want to, I'm in my head or I'm a little scared. Um, mm -hmm. I try to remind myself that it's just as valuable to get on the rock when I am scared um, to, you know, have those moments where I'm like, man, I may have taken on that route, but I wanted to take right off clip one and instead, you know, I worked through it and right. I got to this point that I didn't think I was going to, or I connected some moves that I haven't before on here. Um, I have tried to really focus on breathing. That sounds so basic, but I think everyone who climbs knows that mm -hmm. it's actually like a deliberate exercise. And so there's some days that I go to the crag and if I'm not feeling awesome, I'm like literally all I'm going to think about today is breathing and my breathing patterns. I'm going to completely focus on that. It's a great way to have control over something, you know? Totally. <laughs> um, climbing, especially when you're scared, can feel very chaotic and very out of control. And, and you can take responsibility for yourself and for your breathing. And even if that's the only thing that you feel like you can control right now, it'll bring a lot of things into perspective when you totally. start, you know, deliberately practicing that. So <clears throat> small wins and yeah, giving myself something to focus on that I can kind of control. And this is more, I, I don't know how practical this is, but for me, um, my little mantra for myself is just, like I said, I, I want to love climbing forever. Mm -hmm. And so I remind myself and I have it written down in several places. I have a notebook that I carry with me, um, have it in my phone, but just, um, I'm playing a long game with climbing. And so yeah. when I have those days when I'm at the crag and I'm like really down on myself or the gym, you know, I'm just, I'm in my head. I'm not climbing like I want to. Um, or maybe I'm just having one of those days where I'm like, 
like I said, I climb with people who generally speaking are much stronger than me, which is one of my favorite things in the world. I learned so much from it, but I also have days where I'm like, man, they're, you know, on sighting 12s out here and I'm barely getting up this 10 D maybe today. I don't know what it is. Um, and that's but I the way it goes. Myself, <laughs> I try to remind myself that, you know, eventually I'm going to hit a ceiling in my climbing. Like, it's not like I'm just going to progress endlessly forever. And I'm still on the front end of my progression, I like to think. And so I don't, I don't know what I'm in such a hurry for sometimes, you know, I'm like, hey, take your time, enjoy the process, you're getting to climb, you're learning stuff. And why am I in such a hurry to progress if I want to do this forever? Like I would, I would rather really soak up every moment and learn as much as I can at every kind of step along the way. Wise words. Um, I'm so happy that you're playing the long game because that, that means I get to see your smiling face for a long time still. And, you know, we get to have your, your glowing presence in climbing. I think it's so important that there are people like you in the gyms, um, outside climbing who are asking questions, who are being role models, who are helping kids. Um, so important to have. So I'm, I'm thankful for you and I'm, I'm really grateful that you took the time to sit down and chat with me today. Oh my gosh. I was so excited you asked me. So it was an honor. Tomorrow, intimidated, we don't tweet, we scream like eagles.